the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Hello, hello. So good to be with you again, Sue Freeze Show, and I'm happy to be back. So, um, thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so thankful to be with you today. I've been gone for a little while, and uh, I went to Amsterdam. And why did you go to Amsterdam? Well, I'd never been there before, number one. But the real reason, what, what caused me to go, was because I was feeling, and maybe you can relate to this, I was just feeling like everything that was working before was working before. But then it became to where it wasn't working anymore. I'm a poet and didn't know it. But truly, I, I just felt like everything that I was doing that seemed to work before, it, it just wasn't working anymore. So I decided that I had to do something different. I had to change it up. I had to um, put myself in an uncomfortable situation. I had to fly all the way to Amsterdam, and I flew by myself, which was uncomfortable for me. Uh, you know, there was just a lot of things, the time difference, just uh, the exchange currency of money. I gave them 50 and I got 40. That was painful. But, uh, you know, and, and understanding currency and the time differences of, the, of E. coli's morning being my night and vice versa. It was just such a change up for everything. And I felt I needed to put myself in that situation. And maybe it is time and maybe it's something that you need to do. Maybe you just need to get out of your comfort zone. All right. And change it up because maybe you might be content. You might think that, you know, it's okay. But really, is your life where you want it right now? And if you look at your emotional state and your spiritual state and your financial situation, all of the different, the five different areas of, of your life and um, relationally, are you where you want to be really or are you just settling? I don't want to settle. I'm not one of those settling kind of people. And there's a difference, really a big difference between being content and being complacent. And I'm not going to go into that. That was a show uh, many, many, I think years ago. Uh, but it was a really good show. And I remember it now because there is a, a quite a difference because the Lord does say to be content in your circumstances, to be where you are and, and be thankful in all things. But you know what? If we're really going to have truth with ourselves, we're going to be truthful. And we're going to evaluate and identify our situation. Is it all that God would want us to have? Is it everything that God would want us to do? Are we where we need to be? And if not, what are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? So part of this situation of going to Amsterdam, I went there because there was a Tony Robbins. And I've always been curious and wanted to learn more about uh, business mastery and, and these things that get advertised on Facebook. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm just going to do it. And they had one in Vegas, which was going to be in August. And I didn't want to wait till August. I felt like I needed to do something and I needed to do something now. And that's something that I've learned is that you need to take action. Nothing is worth, you, know, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't take action on the knowledge, then what good is it? It's really not. 
you're not going to be any better. So people say, well, how was it? And I said, I'll let you know, because the proof is in the pudding. And I don't really know what that means. I just know that my mother used to say it. uh, And I knew the context in which she used it. But the proof will be in the solution or the results that come because I did take myself out of my comfort zone hugely. All right. And and there's going to be other things that I talk about here, uh, unpacking um, situations. And I wanted to come back and just change so much. And I realized that that um, because I was fed so much information like a fire hose that I didn't want to do that to my employees. So I have to do it a little piece at a time. And doesn't the Lord work that way? You know, it's kind of uh, the lesson that the Lord's revealing to me in a visual for me is is that he peels us back one like an onion, you know, one layer at a time. And even though we think we've got the healing we need, which we do, hopefully we are pursuing healing and pursuing freedoms, you know, our life of forgiveness and, and getting freed from whatever is holding us in bondage. It's, it's in like an onion where it's layer after layer after layer because the Lord protects us and we can only take so much at any given time. So no matter where we are and what stage we're in, there's more. There's more to learn. There's more to do. And I just want to encourage you to understand that, and it's okay. No matter where you are, let's not beat ourselves up over it. Let's not uh, let's just, let's let's not uh, feel unworthy or, or or beat ourselves up. That's the best thing I can come up with. But let's look at this and evaluate it, and just say, okay, what can I do today? What can I do this hour? That can be different. That can make a change, and it could be the slightest habit thing that we do. The change that we make could be so slight. But it could have huge benefit. And I know this firsthand. All right? So um, the the lessons today are on the seven ways to simplify your life. And the word seven, I mean, I love the number word. The number seven uh, is huge for me because, you know, the Lord created everything in seven days. And this last Sunday I went to church and the pastor was talking about rest. So I'll start with the rest. I got on an airplane uh, by myself and it was wonderful to get on the airplane. But uh, I had three different changeovers of planes. And the big one was nine hours. And that was going from Chicago to London and then from London to Amsterdam. But the Chicago to London was a nine-hour flight. And I was already tired because, you know, when you're going to get on a huge trip like this, you don't get a whole lot of sleep the night before because you're worried your alarm's not going to go off and you're not going to get up and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. And so uh, after the first leg and uh, all of that time and effort and stress, when I got on the British Airways and I got on the airplane, I had no idea where my seat was because my assistant, Lydia, God bless her soul, uh, she, she books my flights for me. Well... I get on and, and come to find out I'm in the in the front of the plane and you know what that means okay front of the plane I'm 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 never on the front of the plane I I don't pay the money for front of the plane because I just don't spend my money that way but in this case um I had a full on bed I had a bed and I was so thankful to have not a seat where I'm all squished and I've got people on both sides of me because I'm usually in the middle seat uh, I actually had a bed and I didn't even know what to do about all of this, but I kept asking people and they wanted to go to sleep, but that's another story for another day. Anyway, so um, I learned quickly on what to do with this bed and how to work everything and the headsets that take all the sound out and all of that. And I actually fell asleep and it was the most amazing thing and such a blessing. Not something I would normally do, but I did it because 
I didn't really do it. Lydia did it for me, and I was so grateful and thankful. And it's so funny because this Sunday was about rest and how the Lord says that we need to rest. And he puts it in different chapters, and I don't have a reference right now, but but there were three or four different references throughout the Bible that talk about our rest. And he makes our burden light and rest, rest, rest. We really need to rest. Our body needs to rest. I guess the longest anybody had stayed up and never slept, I heard this on Sunday, was 11 days, 11 days without sleep. But I know I need my rest, and I need more rest as I get older than I did when I was younger. And, I, you know, whatever that is, is uh, we have healing that happens. But also our brain, it's, it's scientific. There's a lot of things going on in our rest. So Sunday is the Sabbath. Sunday is a day of rest. And so we need to do that. So... If you're not doing that now, I want you to think about how you can have time to rest. And also, the phone needs to be put away. Um, I am the biggest. I'm so guilty about the phone situation. Um, But I'm really getting, um, it's really a conviction I'm having that I need to stop doing that. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to get into this because what I've realized is that there's a lot of clutter in my life. There's a lot of Minutia. There's a lot of things that are taking and zapping me of energy and time and rest. And I'm saying this to you because I have a feeling that you're in the same boat. And whether you want to admit it or not, I think that we we definitely need to pay attention to getting rest and also simplifying our lives and not cluttering our days with things that we don't need to clutter our days with. All right? So... Seven Ways to Simplify Your Life, and it was written by Harold Herring, and I'm going to use him uh, as a guideline, and then I'm going to just interject as I always do. Thank you, Lord, for this. If your life feels complicated, stressed, and out of control, you may need to simplify your lifestyle. So is that you? I would bet it is. I realize that the word simplify is not in the King James Version of the Bible, but we're definitely directed to live a life free of complications, confusion, stress, and anxiety. So evaluate your life right now, and is it free of? Complications, confusion, stress, and anxiety. My guess is not. Simplify means remove anything that complicates your life and preventing you from freely pursuing your purpose for living while enjoying the journey. Did you get that? Here are seven ways to simplify your life. You ready? The first one is a spiritual one. Remove spiritual clutter, which causes confusion. According to dictionary.com, clutter is defined as to fill or litter with things in a disorderly manner, a disorderly heap, a state or condition of confusion. God would never do anything or, for that matter, want you to do anything which would create confusion or clutter in your life. 1 Corinthians 14.33 in IV version, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. So what is that telling you? I know what it's telling me. It's telling me that if there is disorder or if there's an unpeace, then there's something that we need to be paying attention to. And either we have to discard it, we need to get more information, we need to do something to evaluate the situation to say, I feel in alignment now, I feel comfortable now, and I can move forward in this, whatever this is, right? Okay. Confusion and evil are roommates on a road trip to find anyone who'll give them a place to stay. So we don't want to give the devil a foothold. We don't want him to even have any place in our life. So we want to pay attention to that. James 3.16 in IV, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Do you remember a couple weeks ago I talked about comparing when we compare ourselves with our past 
or with others and how that causes conflict and a dissatisfaction and an unhappiness. This is kind of along the same uh, realm. When you bring order into your environment, you eliminate clutter and remove confusion. Removing clutter from your life includes, but is not limited to, your desk, dresser, closet, nightstand, bathroom, reading rack, medicine cabinet, garage, attic, your car, your workspace, or station at the office, and, well, everything else, and smiling. All right. So with that, I'm just going to tell you personally, I just had my car detailed yesterday. And before I had to have my car detailed, I had to go through my car and get rid of so much stuff. I can't even begin to tell you. I have years of move in in my car. And I found things that I didn't know I had or that I didn't know where it was. And I didn't miss it that much because, because. So there's a lot of things like that. This morning, I woke up at four o'clock. I went to bed at six last night because I was exhausted and I got up at uh, nine o'clock, did some things and then I went back to sleep and I got back up and at four o'clock I got up and I was so fresh and I was ready to get up and I started cleaning. I cleaned my dresser. I cleaned this uh, little side desk. I did these things and little by little I am feeling this release and this freedom of clutter And my desk in my office, same thing. I'm going drawer by drawer. I'm going box by box. I'm going file by file. And my trash bin is getting bigger and my everything else is getting to where I feel like I can breathe. I don't have screaming going on in every direction. And there's going to be organization and I'm going to feel just so more, so much more productive in my life. So with that, I might be jumping ahead again, but I, I don't care. Okay, I want you to just look at this, what it says. It says uh, your desk. Okay, so that's one area. And you know what? This doesn't have to be done in one day in one sitting. This could be one drawer at a time, right? And I just want to let you guys know that. It could be one drawer at a time. Just, Just focus on your sock drawer, okay? Or your top drawer if you have one. Or, you know, your closet. Let's start with shoes. Oh, boy, that's a big one for me. Start somewhere, all right? And every time you're home, maybe you just carve out 30 minutes to say, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to get this cleaned out. And before you know it, guess what? It's going to feel a lot better. And we need to get rid of all that clutter and all of that. You know, I handed my son the pink slip to my Harley, side note. And the pink slip to my Harley is saying, I'm getting rid of my Harley. I haven't ridden it in three years. And if you'd like to buy it, let me know. Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. It's purple. It's beautiful. It's a deuce. And it hasn't been ridden in three years, but I did have it maintained. Uh, if you're interested, let me know. Um, my son's saying, you're not getting back on. You need to sell this. And mom, you just need to simplify your life. You need to simplify your life. And it was so funny because that was just last night. Not knowing what I was going to talk about. Uh, he didn't know what I was going to talk about. But the Lord's just been revealing to me how, how this is going on. Another side note, my leg. You know, I was talking about my leg and how it's hurting. And uh, I decided not to have a wheel carry-on. I decided to do a backpack, you know, this black backpack. I thought it would be cool. Well, you know, uh, I had to load this thing up with a notebook and all this heavy stuff. And then I had to walk. I don't know. It felt like I was walking 10 miles in the airport in London on the way back and my leg was hurting and I had to keep walking and I got on a bus and a tram and I had to walk through terminals and terminals. I'm like, I need a wheelchair because my leg was hurting so bad. And I realized the visual that the Lord gave me is that sometimes we have all this baggage. We have all this baggage that we're carrying with us that we really don't need anymore. 
So can you do yourself a favor and think about baggage that you might be carrying, your past, things that you're carrying with you that just kind of burden you and they're so heavy, right? And your burden is supposed to be light. Your burden is supposed to be light. So what is it that you're carrying with you that you don't need to carry with you anymore? If you don't get anything else from this show, listen to this closely. Is that what are you carrying with you that you really need to let go of? That backpack was so heavy. I'll never do that again. I'm always going to have wheels on my on my pack, okay? Because it just makes it a little easier. But you know what? How much of that do I want to carry with me too? Even if it has wheels, do I really want to be carrying all this stuff around? So do an assessment on yourself. Look at the person in the mirror. Ask the Lord to reveal to you. Psalm 139, my favorite verse that I will have at my funeral. Search me and know me, O God. If there's any evil way, pluck it out. But I want the Lord to clean out anything that's in there. I want to be freed of all that. All my past is my past. The Lord says, I am, not I was, and not I will be, but then I am. And you understand what that means. It means right now, present. Are we present? And if you're present, do you need all of that? I mean, the things that got cleaned out of my car, I think it even drives quicker because there's less weight. Just kidding. I tell you what, it sure runs better being so clean. And I feel better when I step into my car. I don't know. It just ah, it just feels so much better. And I just feel more organized and less stressed because I don't have all that stuff in there. So I'm hoping you do this because I tell you what, it's really helping. It's also important to remove clutter from the three C's of your life. Oh, how funny. See, calendar, conversations, and cronies. Hmm. Calendar, conversations, and cronies. If you're tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining in. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that coincidence is when God decides to stay anonymous. And if you're tuning in this dial right now and you found Sue Free's show, it's, there's a reason. There's a reason. And I appreciate that. And on July 9th, I'm having lunch with Susie at KKLA Studio, and I want to invite you to come. $25. It includes lunch. It's 1130 to uh, the time that I go on, and I will choose somebody from there to actually be on the show with me. And when I ask people to go on the show, I say, if you could talk to a million people right now, what would be the message you would want to share with those people listening? What would you want to share? What would be your your biggest, most important message that you could give those listening to encourage, inspire, and help people transform their lives. What would that story be? What would that message be? And that is going to be um, really soon. So if you'd like to join, just go to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word dot com, and uh, you can pay by PayPal. And I have seven seats left. There's only a total of 12. It's very intimate. And you can ask me any question you want. Um, you're going to get a tour of the studio. It's a fun day. We've done it before, and it was the it was one that really got sold out quickly. So, so hurry, hurry, and join in, okay? So the best way to remove clutter from your calendar is to learn to say no. <laughs> I had to learn that when I was a, a mom with small children. I just felt like I wanted to do everything and be everywhere, and it, it came to be really obvious that I needed to say no. You don't need to be on every committee at church. You don't need to volunteer for every assignment at the office. You need to ask the Holy Spirit what your involvement should be. Set priorities and boundaries for your time. Remember, your time is your life. The best way to remove clutter from your conversations is twofold. First, don't engage in meaningless chatter. Ask yourself, is this conversation worth me exchanging part of my life for it? We only have so many hours in the day, right? We want to make those 
hours. Those minutes count. So I'm really uh, kind of strong about my time. And I always tell people, you know, can you give me the Reader's Digest version? I don't need the he said, she said. Just get to the point, And is there something you need from me in this conversation? And I don't mean to be, it's not supposed to be mean. It's just that my time, I only have so much of it. And I, I have a lot to get done. And we all have things that we could be doing that would be priority or more important than maybe something we're doing. So let's make sure that our minutes count, that our words count, and that our ears count. Second, set limits for your conversations. Everybody has a friend who through either need or loneliness will continue to talk, 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 and talk. Listen, but limit. The best way to remove clutter from your cronies is by spending time with only those folks with whom you are both encouraged, exhorted, or edified. Okay, now that might sound contrary when we're here to uh, support, encourage, inspire, and share the gospel. Without a doubt, you will have friends who need your godly wisdom and counsel. Those who respond to your advice will find their lives changing. Those who don't will remain needy, regardless of how much time you give them. Did you hear that? Removing the clutter from your life will allow you to remove things that have been holding you back from leading a more productive and thus successful life. Hebrews 12.1, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He understood this, didn't he? If you're running a race, you don't need to be encumbered. And that goes along with the baggage that you're carrying, that backpack that maybe you should just let go of. You need to let go, unload the baggage, because you don't need to be encumbered. You don't need all that weight on you. Do you get the visual? Do you really want to let go of that? Do you want to let go of the backpack, the baggage, and the clutter? Let go of it. What purpose is it serving? Your clothes closet, your shoes, your office, your desk, your garage, your kitchen, the Tupperware drawer. All of these things we need to go through one drawer at a time. One drawer at a time. I say, how do you eat this this elephant, you know, when there's this huge, big thing that we need to deal with? You know, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. What do you do with anything? It's, it's you know, one step at a time. When you're learning something new, it's always uncomfortable at first, isn't it? It's always uncomfortable at first. But you just do it, and you do it, and you do it until it becomes more comfortable. And then it becomes a habit. And then the habit can change your life. Establishing order will eliminate clutter and confusion, making these things simpler. Job thirty thirteen. They break up my road. They succeed in destroying me. No one can help him, they say. Stop living by the tyranny of the urgent. If your desire is to sincerely simplify your life, then you must take control of your time. Two keys to this particular point are stop living by the tyranny of the urgent. A little prior proper planning will prevent the stress of something being needed now. That's so perfect. I can even talk about, you know, E. coli. And sometimes the technician might not read his paperwork completely. And he drives all the way out to a house. This doesn't happen often, thank God. But it does happen once in a while. And we get all the way out to the house and find out we don't have what we need. So then we've got this urgent thing. You know, does he drive back? Do we get somebody else out there? 
and you know, and it's like just a little bit more time in the beginning of thinking things through would prevent us from wasting this time on the end. So, um, note to self. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. As a special tribute to all the wonderful moms, now through the end of May, we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house. A termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of E. Termite Services. And Sue, E. is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh! E. will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family-friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the E. heat process that kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tenning. I love that. Call us at 1-877-332-BUGS, 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $100 off. E. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about Ecola's lifetime renewable warranty. 1-877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I would love to talk with you. And I can help you figure out how that would work for you. And I believe me, it would be cost effective. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't. So give me, you know, contact me and I'll be uh, happy to help you. So just go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, when we're .com, and I'll be happy to go through that with you. I, I know a little bit about this. I've been doing it quite a while. And I would love to, you know, pass that forward to you. So two keys to this particular point are stop living by the tyranny of urgent, we said right before the break, and a little pre-planning, you know, right now. Okay, if you plan tomorrow today, not only will you achieve your desired results, but you will become the master of your own time. Do you want to be a master of your own time? I want to be a master of my own time. Yes, things are going to come. They're going to take your focus away. They're, they're going to need something, but you're going to have more focus, and so you're going to, have to, you're going to be able to get back on quicker than maybe before. Remember your time is your life. Without question, someone will always be putting demand on your time. Even if you live alone, someone is always desiring your time, whether it's the television, the net, or some friend who has nothing better to do than spend time with you on the phone. By planning your day, you eliminate unnecessary time leaks, thus simplifying your life. And by the way, Jesus guarded his life against time leaks. John 9, 4. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. 
Night is coming when no one can work. Prior, proper planning maximizes our time while simplifying our lives. Did you hear that? What are you going to do different? See, you can listen all day long. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But if you don't take action, if you don't do something different, nothing different is going to happen. So like I said at the very beginning, assess your situation. Are you really where you want to be? Are you where God wants you to be? And if you're not, what changes are you going to make today? And it starts just the littlest decisions, littlest changes can do huge things. There will never be a convenient time to take a break or enjoy a day off. That's so true. See, it wasn't the best timing for me to take 10 days off to go to Amsterdam. It wasn't the best timing for me. There was a lot happening. You know, uh, just a lot. I don't even go into detail. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not the best time. I wish I could just cancel. But I thought, no, because what I learned there, and if I really do this, it's going to make so much sense, and it's going to be so much better. So there is no good time to take a day off. But you know what? We need to do that once in a while. We need to take a break. We need to take a day off. Ecclesiastes 11.4 NIV. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Here's the herring paraphrase of Ecclesiastes 11.4. If you wait for the right time to take a day off, it will never come. If you wait for perfect conditions to take a vacation, it will never happen. If you wait for others to stop making demands on your time, it will never happen. If you wait for things to slow down, they won't unless you do. If you're married, schedule your date nights and quarterly or yearly getaways. Yes, you will need a flexibility of schedule, but never change will date without putting one in its place, okay? So you don't change this date without having another date. One final thing, you control your time. Don't allow anyone to squeeze you into their mold. You control your time, even though it doesn't feel like it. Take control of your time. Take control of it. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Listen, with that, I'm just going to say that renewing of your mind. I just want to let you know that I have the I am's. Go to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, com. The second tile is the I am's. I want you to click on that and watch the video. I want, to, I want you to see what's available to you by going there. Also, I have three pages of I am's is who the Lord says you are. And, you know, we, we listen too much to what people say we are. And listen. I want you to understand that you are victorious in Jesus' name. I want you to understand that you're ambassador to Christ. And you know how I know that? And I can say that with such conviction is because I have read the I am's. And that's what God says. He says we are victorious. And sometimes I'll say, okay, Heavenly Father, I know I'm victorious. I don't feel like it right now. But I'm victorious. And I am victorious because the battle's already been fought and already been won. But we still have to go through these things. Why? For God? Yes, it is for God, and how we handle it is hopefully going to be in a setting example of what a Christ-like person would do and be. But also it's for us, because he has a lesson that we need to learn. And I always tell the Lord, I want to learn the lesson the first time around. I don't want to go through these lessons like 10 times. Okay, I want to be a fast learner. I, I really want to get the lessons so that I can move on to the next lesson, so I can be bigger and better for him. So, First <sighs> Corinthians 6.12 I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. I will not be brought under the power of any. Whether your credit card has 3000 or 30000 limit doesn't mean you have to spend it. 
especially if you can't pay the bill in full when the statement arrives. Did you hear that? That is so good. Now, that's the financial realm, right? That's the financial realm. But it's also the spiritual realm because the Lord tells us to be a good steward with our money, our time. He wants us to be a good steward with our time. This is the Holy Spirit talking. It's not part of my notes, not part of my thought process other than the Holy Spirit saying, be a good steward with your money. Be a good steward with your time. When you tap into what you can't pay for, then you're being brought under the power of the creditors. I don't want to go there, do you? And if you're already there, work a system, get your plan, work your plan, and get out of it. And the one, I'll just give you a little tidbit, the one that's 28% interest, the one that's 22% interest, look at the one that's the biggest, pay that one off first. Get that off of there. And it might be you can combine two at a lower interest, and then you would be better off there too. Okay, Um, if you continue tolerating the living in debt, your life isn't being simplified but further complicated by your bondage to your creditors. Learn to live by my shopping scripture, Proverbs 4.25 NIV. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. The Message Bible translation says avoid sideshow distractions. The simplest way to live financially is to owe no man but to love him. Love that. Number four, family first simplifies your existence. Stephen Covey, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, great book. When he says, learn to keep the main thing the main thing, the main thing in your life should be your family. Well, okay. The main thing should be your relationship with the Lord, and then the main thing should be your family. Love your family with who you are in him, not with what you can buy for them, parents. Did you hear that? It's not what you can buy. Your time is worth so much more than what you could buy for them. They would much rather have your time. You know that, right? It's important that we maximize the moments so we can honor the hours and distinguish between the days. May every breath we take, every moment we live, every choice we make lead us to a simplified yet successful life. I'm going to bold that, put it up on my, my, my door so I can read that every day. Balance brings bouncy to your life. I am feeling bouncier today. I don't know if you realize it, but I am. And I'm, you know, I'm almost on crutches. I have to go to the doctors, find out what's going on with my leg. But I have to tell you, I feel lighter. I really feel lighter. And you can too. And that's the blessing is that if we really do what what this is saying, it's going to feel really good. I know that I'm just, I'm on the, I'm, I'm just on the beginning stages of this journey right now. And I can tell you that it's going to bring huge results for me. My, my, whole, uh, my whole feeling of life. I told Lydia, Lydia, you got to come in. You got to help me. I got to purge. I got to get my office clean. I want my desk so I can see the wood. I want to I have my file cabinets all organized and ready. You know, I want to have everything in its place. But I don't want to have everything if I don't need everything. I want it gone. Okay, so that's my goal. The six major areas of a person's life are spiritual. Oh, six. I thought it was five. Uh, spiritual, family, mental, physical, financial, and social. I miss the social part. I miss the social part. Okay. It's now time for an honest assessment of where you are in your life's journey. Draw a circle. Imagine the circle represents your life. Draw six lines leading out from the center of the circle to represent the six major areas of your life. Now, I want you to rate where you are in terms of achieving your life's goals in each of these major areas using... A scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, best, right? Please rate yourself honestly based on where you are today. Do not rate yourself on where you would like to be in that area. So before you begin to fill out your circle graph, ask God to give you wisdom 
in honestly reflecting where you are in each of these major areas of your life. Now mark your chart. I would like for you to draw a circle connecting the highest point on each line. Some of you may have a nine on spiritual, but a four on financial. Just draw a circle on the outside connecting the various areas. Overcome procrastination, which complicates your life. Procrastination wastes time, creates guilt, and keeps a person from accomplishing the thing they know they need to do. One of the main reasons for procrastination is saying you don't have everything you need to accomplish the specific task in front of you. I don't have the right tools. My computer doesn't have the software necessary. I don't have a truck. I don't have a car. If God has called you to do something, he will always make a way. God's calling is his enabling. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. I'm so thankful to be here. And thank you, San Diegans, for listening. Thank you, Venturians, for listening. Thank you, L.A., Orange County, San Bernardino, Riverside, and all the way up the coast to Santa Maria, Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo. Thank you so much for joining in. And listen, I would like for you to share this show with everybody you can think of sharing. Connect with me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I want you to go there. Connect with me. Tell me what's going on. If you need prayer, if you need resources, I don't have all the answers, but I will do my best to help. If I can, I will. Okay? So procrastination is a hindrance to the achievement of your goals in life. 30 things to eliminate procrastination from your vocabulary. Just get started. That's the biggest one. Get started. Create assessment of the time needed to complete the project. Don't let time assessment delay the start of your task. Maximize every moment. Rearrange other assignments and time slots. Start somewhere. Okay, just get started. Like I said before, you can learn everything you could possibly learn, but if you don't take action, what good is it? And here's one that I'm doing. It's number seven on this list. Tackle the most difficult part of the assignment first. That is so good because I usually will get the mail done and I will take care of my emails and that thing's sitting over there, just sitting over there. And I know I need to get to it, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to get to it. I'll just take care of all this other stuff first. You can relate, right? You can relate to what I'm saying right now. Oh, I'll just take care of this. won't take much time. I'll just do all this. And by you get done all those little tiny tasks and all that stuff. Oh, well, gosh, time to go. And then you don't get to it. And then you wait till it's the last minute of the last deadline and you're hammering it and you're going, oh my gosh, that wasn't so hard. It would have been so much better to handle that a lot sooner. And then you feel a lot better because it's done and over with. So just take care of it. Tackle that most difficult part first. Create reasonable and flexible timelines. Reward your success for each timeline achieved. Yes, do it now. No delays. Here's a question for you when you're doing this. Is this the easiest way to accomplish this task? Is there a better way? Continually question yourself to get better. Pause before you start. That is really good. You know, sometimes taking a moment to pray, taking a moment to breathe, take a moment to walk around a little bit and just get your mind straight before you sit down. Maybe go to the bathroom, come back, sit down and just attack it. But pause before you start. Pause. Think. Get your brain in order. Properly prepare your work area. Okay, well, for me, <laughs> that would take half the day, but that's going to change. I guarantee you it's going to change. Will you hold me accountable? I want to hold you accountable. Can you hold me accountable? Make certain you have the proper work environment. That's being uncluttered, right? <laughs> that's the proper work environment. Have desk so you can work. And establish leisure time. You know, once you do something like this, you need to have a little bit of a break. Utilize unexpected time slots. Create a realistic and functioning to-do list. My list is forever long, but I love checking off that list. How about you? Do you have a list? Do you keep adding to it and crossing off? It feels good. Unless the support of your, a trusted advisor or friend, plan for the unexpected. 
can't always plan for that, can you? But we can try. Don't take your foot off the pedal. Achieve or refocus your timelines. Delegate. Okay. You know, the busiest persons I know because I'm one of those, I think I am, uh, you have to be a really good delegator. And what I ask myself is, you know, am I the best person to do this or is there somebody else that I'm stealing their joy by doing their job? Because everybody has their gifts, right? And if I'm doing their gift, I'm not focused on the gifts that God has given me. So I kind of changed my focus and my belief system on that. It's not like, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. But you only have how many hours in the day. So say, okay, is there somebody else that could do this? And that person could probably do it better than me. So who is that person? And let's give it to that person because that person could do it better than me. And maybe not better. As good? Or maybe they have another you know, set of eyes and another belief system or something on that, that, that actually could shed some light on it that could make it different. And maybe that would be better. So let's give people the chance to shine. Can we do that? And that's delegation. Okay. Delegation isn't, I'm so lazy. I'm going to sit back and eat bonbons so everybody else can work. And I can just say, yeah, way to go. No, that's not what it is at all. And some people look at it that way, but it's really not that way at all. It's how can I get the most out of every minute and utilize the talents that I have before me and not take their joy away. Give them the joy uh, and responsibility to handle this goal. Your stress level is reduced with each timeline accomplished. That is so true. Checking out those boxes. Secure additional resources. Reward yourself over a job well done. Luke 962 in the message Bible says, Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. What did he mean by that? What did he mean by that? Interesting. I'm going to say that for another day. But what did he mean by that? Hmm. Seize the day and complete what you started without further delay. Is that what he means? Seize the day, complete what you started without further delay. If you look back, does that delay? Possibly. Hmm. Hebrews 13.2 NIV. Equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So be it. So who equips us for everything good, for doing his will? We have a, we have a part in that. The Lord equips us with gifts, but we have a part because we can take up our time doing things that we really don't need to be doing, right? We could, we could take up our time doing things when the Lord's equipped us to do something else. And we're really not, we're not benefiting him to the maximum of the purpose that he's created us for if we're doing these menial tasks and we could do something that is more along the alignment of purpose for our lives. So evaluate that, okay? And, And do an assessment whenever you take something on. Maybe you should be saying no. Or maybe you say, you know what? Sheila would be really good at that. Why don't you ask her? How about that? You're not saying no. You're just suggesting somebody else that might be better at it than you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Thank you. Ask God how to bring order into your environment. He will gladly reveal it to you. He is doing that with me right now. I have asked him. I said, Lord, I want to be used for your glory. I, w- I don't want to have all this minutia. I don't want to be in clutter. I don't want to have baggage. I want to be freed of all of that so that I can serve you to the maximum I can serve you. So you need to show me. Show me what I need to do, what I don't need to do. Show me who needs to be on the bus and off the bus. Show me where I can improve this company, my personal life. Show me, Lord Jesus. And he is. He's revealing to me who, what, where, why, 
and I'm happy. I'm so happy and I feel I feel focused. I feel like I'm in alignment with him and that feels so wonderful and I want that for you. I want that for you and I I know there's people listening going, "Yeah, right, whatever." Or ah, I want to be there. I want to be there. Okay. You can be there. Ask the Lord to reveal to you, search me and know me, O God. Is there anything that needs to be changed in me? Is there anything Show me, Lord. Show me what needs to stay. Show me what needs to go. Show me what needs to be my inner circle. Show me who needs to be my outer circle. And he will reveal it to you. Time and trouble. It's like it reveals to you. It's like, oh, this is a time zap. You know, if you're aware of time zaps, you're going to be more aware of time zaps. And you're going to go, this wasn't the best use of my time. I could have used that so much better for God if I would have just blank. So Psalm 32, eight, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Now that is Psalm 32, eight, I will instruct you and teach you. So he says he will do it. So do you believe him? Do you believe that he will? Because he will. Number seven, love the number seven, smart goals, simplify your life and success. Smart goals, simple. You should be able to write your goals in one or two sentences. Write your goals in one or two sentences. Now, remember there are, I said five, but there are six different categories because I forgot social. All right. How can I forget that? It's very important. So you have six areas in your life that you need to do the circles and you need to figure out where you are, number it and figure out, you know, what number are you at? Yeah, I've said this before. <laughs> are you at? That didn't sound like proper English. I apologize for that. But I ask, I, I, I suggest to people, and I don't use this enough, but in relationships, whether it's children, parents, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, brother, sister, how am I doing in our relationship? If you could give it a number from one to 10, what would you give it? Where is our relationship? Is it a seven? Is it a five? And you might be thinking, oh, I'm at a nine on this one. And the person comes back and says, I'm a five. Okay. It's a really good tool to open conversation because here you're thinking everything's okay. It's usually the guy. I don't mean any offense there, but it's usually the guy that thinks everything's okay. And the woman is the one that does this deep thinking and this heartfelt whatever. And so just ask yourself, ask the person that you care about the relationship and ask where we are. Where are we right now? How am I doing? And then what's the next question? This isn't part of my notes today. This is from a previous show. You need to listen to all my shows. They're really good. They really are. Thank you, God. Uh, It's not because of me. Uh, It's him through me. Anyway, um, the next question is, wow, I'm a little surprised at that because I thought I was doing better than that, probably. So how do I get it from, let's say, a five or a seven? How do I get it? And don't go all the way to a 10. All right. Let's just go up one or two points. Let's start there. Let's, let's do this slowly. But how can I get it from a five to a seven? What, what is it that I need to do to get it to a seven? And let them tell you what, they, what you need to do. What do you need? What do you want? How do I give that to you? Because it's not all equal. And sometimes you hear one thing and they're saying something different. And what you're hearing isn't really what they're saying. It's really true. Really true. So pay attention, okay, when they talk. In fact, maybe write it down. And then say, okay, what I heard you say is blah, 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 blah. Is that correct? And that's called mirroring. 
Is that correct? Is that what, what you were meaning to say or did I get something wrong? And then let them open communication. You know, I'm, um, I, I've sent an appointment with my daughter because some time has passed and I just feel like it's not exactly where I want our relationship to be. And I love my daughter. I love my son. And I just really need some time with her. And things have just got so busy that we don't have that time anymore. We used to have spend the nights, you know, overnighters where she'd come and sleep with me and we'd talk and, and things. And um, now she's married. So, you know, life has changed. Our relationship has changed. And I just want us to get back or to create new in our relationship to where we can go forward because, I, you know, I want to have grandkids and I want to, you know, have that time. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You could be praying for me and her if you'd like. Isaiah uh, 2810, do this, do that, a rule for this, a rule for that, a little here, a little there. Once you've determined your goals, create a timeline for your completion. Start at the end. The date by which your goals must be completed and work backwards denoting key decision moments. Child of God, the best way to simplify your life is for you to be smart about your future. That's good stuff. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.